When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull, and I got Jonas over there. He stayed up all night. This is the Time Machine show. He's already in 2024 as we wait and we watch your Minnesota Vikings move on to the two-minute warning. First off, I want to thank everybody in the chat. For being here, you guys have been absolutely rocking it. I've been watching a little bit, and I'm I'm very appreciative that you are here. Now it's time for the rolling because we just hit that two minute warning. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls live at the two minute warning. Next. Jonas, was it worth staying up all night for this game? Uh, should I answer that? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, and people probably know that, I'm staying up for every Vikings game, no matter uh, how bad it is. I stayed up for that Sean Mannion show at Lambeau Field a couple of years ago, so I was going to stay up for that. There was no... No doubt about that, but yeah, I'll I'll just keep it at that. Okay. We're inside the two-minute warning. It's second and nine. The Packers just hand off for about a three-yard run. Keep the clock moving. The Vikings have no timeouts left if the graphic is correct. (laughs) Todd says it's okay to say no. James, they are who we thought they are. Yes, and Happy New Year to everybody. So uh, hopefully it's going to be a good one in 2024. We'll see. Setting up to be a doozy, though. That's for sure. I mean, and and another. I would say. I mean, I would say 2024 sucked so far. (laughs) <laughs> not a big sample size so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> defer stay patient but it's not a great start ah number 71 just went down holding his looks like his shoulder for the packers myers i think it's myers their center oh well the score right now, if you didn't already know, and they just show a bunch of cheeseheads in the crowd, is 33 to whatever. Oh, yeah, it got rolled up on. 33 to 13, or to 10. <laughs> Todd, it's not 24 here yet, so I'm leaving this stinker of the game in 2023. Yes, Todd, <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. It'll close out the season at U.S. Bank. 
And that's it. William Gildier, Packers wanted it more. I don't know if they wanted it more. They executed a heck of a lot better, that's for sure. You got to remember, folks, the Vikings are depleted on both sides of the ball. A tremendous amount. And people are backups for a reason. So I know every team deals with injuries, but it seems this year we've had more than our fair share. And that may be the football gods making up for last year when we seemed so healthy. I mean, once you lose your starting QB, things are going to get tough. It's it's just like that. Uh, you people just me. can't. Jordan Love just threw a bomb to number 80. Okay. I mean, doesn't really match up, right? No, not really. Clifford, yes, 2-6 and six at the bank. That's the second worst season, home field season we've had in the history of the team. Yes, James, Packer players are dropping off. Duncan wants a defensive tackle, defensive end, then QB. Well, QB has to be the biggest priority for the season. That has to be figured out. It, mm-hmm. Like, no, as long as you don't have the QB position figured out, nothing matters. And I think this season absolutely showed that. It showed the importance of that position. It's just a position that you can't that you can't replace if you don't have it. And this season showed it, and they have to figure it out. And everything they do this offseason has to start there. After that, I agree, like, almost every resource has to go into this defense. They have their stuff together on offense if they get the QB position right. They have what they need. But mm-hmm. this defense has punched way above it, its weight class uh, throughout the season. the season. I think <laughs> it would, and it this was quite obvious over the last few games because once your scheme is figured out, and every scheme is going to get figured out at some point, uh, then you have to win on a regular way and. On that, if that happens, your guy has to be better than your opponent's guy. And on the Viking side, it just wasn't. And it was super obvious, especially on that front. That front seven is super bad. Like, they have Hunter and nobody else. They, they've been, I've, I've seen guys who claim that Flores somehow is uh has been passive over the last few games no he hasn't he is he has been sending like uh five or six guys on every play it just didn't really matter because even if they if they were sending guys they weren't going to get home because nobody nobody up front wins any password rep it just yeah it's it's just that bad Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can't if you can't even get home when you blitz it's it's over and yeah it has been well it, it's going to be interesting to see the game is over by the way if you 
I know most of you watching already know that. Final was 33-10. to 10. Uh, Evans did get in a little extracurricular activity, but he was shoved first by a player that wasn't dressed. So that's going to be yeah, interesting. I think it was Andrew Booth who got in there. It wasn't Evans. Oh, or Booth. But either way, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL dishes out fines for that because they like doing that, as we know, when uh, J.J. got one for this week for almost fifteen grand or whatever it was. Um, Clifford, our defense never has gotten home all year on a consistent basis. No, it hasn't. And we knew this. We knew this at the beginning of the season prior to. We said the defense was the weak link and that we hoped the offense could overcome it. We knew it was gutted, you know, started under Spielman, and it hadn't been built back up since. So they started this year. We have Blackman, which we like. We have Pace, which we like. Scene is nowhere to be seen. And it's just you've got it takes time to rebuild a team and then, quote, try to stay competitive in the process. So it it's going to be interesting. James Hunter didn't show up. He did get some pressures tonight. He did not get a sack, but he did get some pressures. And that's hard to do when you're double team most of the time. So he was the only pass rusher we had. Paul says no heart. I, see, and I got the and I got a text earlier that KOC gave up a month ago. Well, and I said bullshit. NFL quarterback or head coaches do not give up, right? On their teams. And players generally do not give up as well, especially when they knew they had a chance to get in the playoffs. Tonight was win and, you know, control your destiny. So I don't think, you know, people say, ah, you know, they gave up. There's too much dissension, blah, blah. We needed to build. We talked about it at the beginning of the season that that's the way it was. And once you lost Kirk Cousins, everybody's like, let's tank to get that top 10 pick. Well, they might get that. And they still might get that. And then some of those same people will be still bitching because they got our hopes up with a remarkable pastronaut and all that stuff that went on. Uh, Scott, Kevin O'Connell needs to be fired immediately after season. It won't happen. Uh, Freddie Mullins should have started, but nobody blocked for Hall. Uh, the offensive line tonight looked bad, and Ed Ingram went out with a shoulder injury of some sort. Darisaw give up, gave up some sacks, which is unlike him. It just, as I said on uh, Justin's pregame show, the O-line's going to be the one that has to step up and not only run block well, but block well. Yes, Ed Ingram was injured. He went out for with a shoulder injury. Yeah, it was Boot Jr. And, uh, but it's, it is what it is. If they don't play well, you know, you can't overcome it. The offense couldn't overcome the deficiency of the defense. And it is what it is. The 2023 season is just about over, right? We close out the year today, and we only have one game left, and that's at Detroit. They're, they're, going, they're pissed off because they got screwed yesterday. 
And it's, it's going to be interesting. James said he saw O'Neill being pushed around. I didn't notice it, but possibly. Um, yes, Leonard, the last embarrassing loss of this year. You got that right. Um, GMAC, I used to think you hung on to KC because he's a good motivator. But I don't think he can even do that. Like I said, GMAC, I don't know if it's a motivational question on this. No, this was talent today. This was a lack of talent, not a lack of heart or motivation or fight. This was this was a clear la- lack of talent. It just was. It wasn't bad play calling. It wasn't bad motiv- motivation. It was just players being too bad today. Mm-hmm. And that has it. Darren from Tool Bloggers, part of Vikings First of Souls, says you got to keep the faith, but it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. They've got to build up, and we're going to find, hopefully, a new quarterback, a rookie quarterback, or bring back Kirk Cousins either way. And you're going to have to keep the faith because Kirk Cousins isn't going to be his normal self. And a rookie quarterback you're going to have to have patience with as they develop because nobody comes straight in off, you know, being drafted and and is fantastic. So it's... Something we saw coming. It was like a slow motion train wreck. It started under the previous regime and it's ending up here. I think this is the culmination for it. And hopefully it gets better after this. But we've got to make it through this season officially. That means we go play the Lions. Now, technically, we are not eliminated from the playoffs. But for all intents and purposes, we are eliminated from the playoffs. I think it's a 1% chance. And I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the Bears fans are probably pissed at us for officially eliminating them. They needed a tie tonight. But hopefully the Bears will go up to Lambeau and whoop up on the Packers to eliminate them next week. I actually wouldn't be surprised. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they go there and beat them. The Packers aren't good. Uh, They won today. They dominated today because the Vikings are beat up and uh, don't have the talent uh, to withstand all these injuries. and But the Bears are kind of on a roll lately. And I I actually, if I would have to bet today, I probably would place my bet on the Bears. I think they can win there. It's kind of funny that... Uh, 2%. They, Thank you, James. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny... Would be super funny if the uh, if the Packers uh, get eliminated in a win and in scenario twice against an all already eliminated uh, division opponent, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but I think there's a good chance the Bears might pull that one off next week. They very well could. Freddie asked, "What kind of check would you give Kirk Cousins?" I wouldn't, but that's me. Uh, financially, I don't think it's smart to do. He's going to ask for over forty million, and no. And then you add the ten million on it that we're going to, have to pay in cap, just to keep the cap sliding. No. Mm-mm. Get a rookie. But that's my opinion, and there's a lot of people with other opinions. So, Freddie, take it for what yeah, it's I worth. Think- yeah, if if he asks for forty million per year, it's 
over. It's been fun, uh, but yeah, move on. Uh, if for some reason he uh, he signs some uh, some smaller deal, like I've seen the suggestion by PFF where he was like two years and thirty million per year. I probably could be talked into that one uh, because for the level of play he's shown, that would be that would be really cheap, and the Vikings would still have. Uh, I it wouldn't be cap neutral, but close to that. So they would still have about thirty-five to forty million in cap space right now, uh, with the possibility of gaining some more. Uh, so they could finally put uh, together some veteran pieces for the defense again because that's what they weren't able to do over the, over the last few years because uh, when they were so tight against the cap, they were able to sign some stopgap guys and maybe one or two veterans, but they weren't really able to do much on the free agent market. And they also didn't draft well, but if you have a certain amount of resources, you can afford that. But the Vikings just didn't. They didn't have that. Uh, they weren't able to make those mistakes uh, on draft day because they can make up for that on the free agent market. Now they can. So let's see. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, whatever it is. It's going to be interesting, however they figure out on making this work. But we'll see. Russell Wilson, um, I've mentioned to people, Russell Wilson may be, if they want an experienced veteran quarterback, maybe the cheaper answer. Because he may want, he may agree to take veteran minimum just to stick it to Denver, because Denver will have to pay the rest of his salary that is contract, and then everybody's going to have to wait for Denver to cut him. But uh, they'll owe him his full contract with offset language. So he may go to a team and say, "Hey, I'll play for vet minimum, so Denver pays me the rest, and then you get me for cheap." and do a prove-it year, and then he'd have a boatload of motivation behind him. But the problem with Russell Wilson is his attitude and the problem he brings and the culture he brings, you know, demanding his own office and all that other garbage that goes along with him. Plus, I think he's washed anyways. So, who knows? What I happens. actually think the biggest problem for that would be that Kevin O'Connell's offense is mostly timing based uh mm-hmm. that's a really big part of this offense which is one of the reasons Joshua Dobbs wasn't working and uh to run this offense you have to have a QB who is quick through his progressions and Russell Wilson is not known for being the quickest uh one out there uh going through his progressions he it's not like he can, but uh, he holds the ball for relatively long, usually, and that's not the best fit for this offense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm depending on the price tag. I'm, 
I would probably be open to it. I, there's a lot of things I would be open to, but uh, yeah, probably not the best solution. Mm -hmm. Now, GMAC asks, enough of these so-so veterans. Can our GM pick a quarterback of the future and can our head coach coach a rookie to greatness? That's the biggest question. Um, if not, they're the wrong guys. Well, <clears throat> that's it for all of the NFL. GMs Depends and head coaches are made by finding that quarterback. And if you find that quarterback and then coach him well enough, you make your career. If you don't and you're given a long enough leash, you screw it up and you get fired. And it, it could be, you know, as quick as some teams where it's just a year or two and you're gone, or it could be a long time like the Vikings with Spielman and Zimmer. So we're going to have to find out. Now, they were hired, in my belief, both of them, Quasi and Kevin, so that they can pick the next quarterback. They didn't have to have Kirk Cousins forced on them. It was so they could pick the next quarterback. And we know last year they were looking to trade up in the draft and just didn't get high enough or offer enough to make that trade. So that's that's what they're here for. And they'll be given that opportunity to do just that. And I suspect that'll be in April when we're watching the draft. I expect them to take that quarterback, and then that's when we start putting them on the clock, so to speak. And then, but you got to give them a couple years with that. It also depends on where they are going to end up in the draft and also how the first few picks shake out. Because if you have two QB needy teams at one and two, and possibly a third one at three, the first three guys are pro are going to be gone and there's nothing you can do about that. Right. If you have a team right in the middle of that that won't take a QB, you might have a shot. And if you can trade in there, that would be really nice. But uh, the draft order has to shake out uh, the right way for them to be able to do that. Otherwise, you probably sit there at 10 where you might have to take the fourth QB on the board. I mean, now it's, it is a very good and attractive QB class, but are you confident to take the fourth QB off the board and uh, think that's the guy? Oh, that's, that's, that's going to be the question. And this is a thing where you might use that deep QB class, maybe pick a guy on day two and go the veteran route at least for one or two years. Because if there's no way you can get up and get one of those top three QBs, uh, you might you might want to do that. It's possible, and we're going to be talking about it. Um, we have our own in-house expert joining us right now, Tyler Fornes. Tyler, how are you tonight? Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. 
Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. How do you think I am, Dave? <laughs> How do you think? <laughs> You're happy. You could go into full draft mode. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to go into full draft mode yet, but it's we're basically there. And look, I, the Jaron Hall thing, man, it, it just hurts uh, because I tried to keep expectations tempered enough. And obviously I didn't do a good enough job because everybody knows how, how high I was on Jaron Hall is I'm going to try and get my, um, my camera to stop just moving 24 seven. Um, yeah, he stunk tonight and it, it was a combo platter. He wasn't the only one that stunk tonight. And you could argue based on what I saw from those two turnovers that neither were his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would want to see and know kind of what like the drop back if he took it too deep. Um, but at the end of the day, Christian Derrissaw got bullied by Preston Smith. Like it was, it was on the school playground and Johnny Munt looked like he needed to sit down in that zone and that's where Hall threw it. But out, even with that, like the offensive line didn't protect him very well. There was, uh, he's just stunk and it hurts because I really thought that he'd be able to build off of what he did against the Atlanta Falcons. And he just didn't. Um, it didn't look like there was any, um, what was the word that uh, Darren used during a deal? Any chemistry. Nothing. The timing was way off. Passes yeah. were slightly off. Everything seemed just there, like no chemistry. Like, you know, hey, this is the first time we're working together. And it just didn't work. No, it didn't work. Uh, and I'm really intrigued to see the all 22 so I can really get a better grasp as to the specifics of what didn't work, how much of it was on hall, how much of it was on everything around him. Uh, I think my conclusion is probably going to come to about 65, 35 hall to the rest of the team. Cause I really feel like he was let down at points, but he let himself down. I, I, I really don't think there's any argument f- against that. And I don't want to say it's over for hall, but this certainly is not a good start. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, it just hurts because I really thought that he could be something. And I think I have to kind of take that step back and eat a little crow here tonight just because it just didn't go well. And it didn't go well for a lot of reasons. Um, but my biggest frustration wasn't even with Jaron Hall. wasn't even with the offense. Brian Flores and the lack of adjustments on defense. They were without their top pass catcher in Christian Watson. They were without their third pass catcher in Dontavian Wicks. And guess what? They still got torched in the flats, which Flores is fine giving up. They got torched on inbreakers and curls. They were busting the, the zones. The, the post plain to see. The post snap stuff is uh, everything that the Vikings do is relatively vanilla. It's the pre snap that messes with you. But if you don't get home, none of that really matters. I did not see any adjustments on that side of the football. And it's just becoming more obvious that scheme isn't enough and there's a talent gap. And now you're going to go into an off season where I'm just going to be real here. It's it. This isn't what I think they should do. This isn't anything other than what I think they're going to do. 
they're going to give Kirk Cousins the bag if that Achilles is good. And I hate it. I don't like it. But I just think that that's what's going to happen. And I, I really think that they're I don't know what their draft position is right now. I'm going to look up Tankathon. I think they're at about pick 12. It is um, 12 right now. Uh, they have three teams. They are tied with uh, record-wise, but all, all of them have ha- have had easier schedules. Uh, but I think at least two of them have very winnable games over the uh, next week. So if they lose, there is a good chance they might end up in within the top 10. Yeah, I, I think they really could end up in the top 10. This is just a, it's just a disheartening way to end your 2023 to really put a bow on the season because the Vikings have had multiple games in this spot, the second to last game against the Green Bay Packers, and they just choked it away. It looked like Kevin O'Connell didn't have this team ready to go. It looked like they were disjointed from the start. And halfway through the game, it looked like they quit. And just... Overall, like I think Kevin O'Connell's done a pretty good job as a head coach. And obviously, I think he's been a much better play caller than a lot of other people do. But here, I, I, I didn't understand why they weren't trying to get Jaron Hall in a rhythm early. They tried that one bootleg right away. Okay, that's designed to get an easy pass. It wasn't there. I think they knew it wasn't going to be there because the Vikings had tried that exact same play multiple times this season to open it up. So, Okay. You're going to do that. Well, we're going to be ready for it. Hall got five yards, still positive play. Mm-hmm. But then where was trying to build up his confidence and build him a rhythm after that? It wasn't there. It was non-existent. It was almost like he was asking Kirk Cousins to play quarterback, but it was Jaron Hall. So how are we going to keep building off of that? How are we going to get him in position? I thought O'Connell failed his quarterback. I thought he failed his team. And in turn, his quarterback and his team failed him. It was just an adjunct failure across the board. And they're going to need to really take a step back and try and figure out what is going on and how they want to keep moving forward. Because they are sitting with $37 in cap space next year. But they could have tried to keep guys like Dalvin Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith, and they didn't. They chose to really see it forward rather than focusing on the tier. $37 does not count the dead cap that will come in for... For no cousins, count the dead gap. It counts for cousins. It counts for Davenport. It counts for all oh, the dead. Yes, yes. yes. Count, count yes. All of it. What it doesn't account for is the likely uh, release of Harrison Smith. So that'll bring it up to almost forty-nine million dollars in cap space. But they could have tried, and they could have tried to fortify it for this year. And they decided, now nah, we're going to try and just out scheme you. And to a point that was working, but the Vikings kept making mistakes. And they kept turning it over. And now they're in a position where they're going to be trying again 2025 and 2026. There is merit to that. But it's very frustrating as a fan to see what could have been. And it wasn't because they decided not to make the investments for this season. And you know what? I loved the Davenport signing at the time. It didn't work. It was a failure. And... (laughs) Excuse me, I, I've got a little bit of a sore throat here. It's, it just sucks. This whole thing sucks. Well, the New Orleans fans warned us about that one, but I was hopeful that it would work. And the two full games he played, he looked outstanding. 
it is what it is. They did. Mm-hmm. They tried to spend as much money as they could. They moved money around so they could spend it. Uh, some of it w- of that movement and stuff was too late, and you didn't get the top prior, top end free agents that you wanted. Sort of like you're fishing in the bargain bin at somebody said the dollar store, and we get somebody like Lowry for the defense, which meant absolutely nothing to the team on this season, and. Davenport, you figure you get more out of him, and no. So they've they've got to the defense has to be focused on. As I was telling people before, we're talking in the preseason. The offense needs to win for this team to win this season because the defense has been gutted over the last couple of years, and it needs to be rebuilt. Well, the defense, as Jonas said, punched above its weight for so long, got us all excited. But that still didn't change the fact that it needs to be rebuilt. They've started. They've got a couple good players already. They blew it on scene so far. So they've. it's going to take time, but they do need to focus on that. And they need to focus, my opinion, on that QB of the future. And maybe it's Kirk Cousins and maybe it's a rookie. We'll find out come April. I think the big focus on the defense has to be on the pass rush. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really don't care if you mainly focus on edge guys or on interior guys, but get pass rushers in there. Uh, Really, I don't care where where the pass rush is coming from, but it has to come from somewhere. And you can't just have Daniel Hunter and nobody else. Right now, I think uh, Josh Metellus is like third in pressures on the Vikings and that's a as 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 good as Metellus has been as a blitzer but that's a that is a damning indictment for this for this uh defensive line <laughs> yeah I agree they got uh, I really think they need to focus on the interior before they move over to edge but it may be easier like if we're working under the theory that they bring back Kirk Cousins to go edge early and then on day two try and get that big bodied guy like like Tavondre Sweat from Texas. That dude is 362 pounds and he moves with light feet and he can move people in both the run and the pass game. Like that might be the smart play. Yeah. I I really just don't know at this point. It's I want to know. Um oh here's an interesting comment from Jaron Hall. If I was the coach, I'd make the same decision. You don't really get that kind of levity from a from a rookie. That's kind of cool to see. Maybe there's hope for him. I, I'm gonna keep believing until I'm <laughs> until I'm completely buried. But it's he's it's a, gonna be really. Interesting. He's a fifth rounder that you hoped you developed into somebody like Josh Dobbs or mm-hmm. Nick Mullins. A backup, I mean, if a he, serviceable if he is backup. A career, yeah, if he is a good career backup. That's a success. That's a good pick in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, that's a good point. I, I I just I've always thought he could be a little more than that. So it's a little harder for me, but I'm coming around. I'm coming around. This. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, we're gonna have a lot of interesting draft discussions over the course of the next few months, yeah. and you will William not want to miss. About the, the draft. Part, about part the draft, you were. Uh, you were kind of talking about that earlier. 
the Vikings are currently tied at seven and nine with the Falcons, the Bears, and the Raiders. I already said that I think the Bears actually have a good shot at uh, beating Green Bay next week. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they do. And uh, that way the Bears would uh, would be behind the Vikings uh, in draft order if the Vikings <laughs> indeed lose next week. Uh, the Raiders yeah. are playing the Broncos. That game is like totally open uh, and... The uh, Falcons, I think, play the Saints, who still, uh, who also desperately need a win to get into the playoffs. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's once again that game is open. So I wouldn't be surprised if two of those three teams win their games and which move you from the Vikings, 12 yeah. To 10. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine at best if all three win their games, which I think is unlikely, but two out of three I think is is reasonable to expect. Mm-hmm. Yep, could happen. We don't know. Clifford's all in for signing, re-signing Kirk Cousins and still drafting a quarterback. And that may be the route they go, Clifford. We won't find out for a while. We'll know mm-hmm. in April... Because that they've got to commit to Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. by early April. I I'm not a fan of that particular of March. Is it March? Okay. <laughs> if they don't and, if they don't have him signed to a contract by the fifteenth of March at I believe it's three p.m. His contract officially voids, and that twenty eight point two five dead cap stays, and it cannot be moved. It it will be permanent. So. If they want to bring him or if they want to keep him, they have to find a way to get an extension done before then. Afterwards, unless they're paying him $5 million a year or something relatively close to that, it would be an absolutely like it, it would just be a bad decision financially because you, you just can't pay him 28.25 dead and then a relatively competent salary. Well, you're talking about paying a competent salary and then adding the 10. 10- 10 million on top of that. And that's fine. That's a lot more palatable than doing mm-hmm. 28.25. Right. I'm I'm not a big fan of that uh pay cousins and draft a rookie route because if you draft a rookie, I think uh with all the guys who have void years on their contract, just rip off the band-aid. Ha- mm-hmm. Have it have it done this year. Uh have the dead cap, all that dead cap this year, uh, because if since it's the rookie season for your new guy, you probably are not going to uh, be ultra competitive right out of the gate unless you have like a CJ Stroud season out of that dude. Um, and you want to have that advantage of a rookie deal. Uh, at some point, and if you keep mm-hmm. uh, those void years and those potential cap, uh, uh, those potential debt cap hits uh, more in the future, you kind of uh, negate that uh, advantage you have from that rookie deal, and that way, 
The Vikings, even if they eat all that dead money from those void years this year, they still have those almost $40 million uh, in cap space. And like we mentioned earlier, they can add on much more uh, with some adjustments, some cuts they can do uh, ahead of free agency. And so they still have room, even if they eat all that dead money. So mm. do it right now uh, and then have all of this off the books by uh, 2024, uh, 2025. Possible. Yeah. We're going to dive a lot into that over the, ne- over the course of the next few weeks. And <sighs> tough, man. Man, it's tough. What's going to be in line for the show tomorrow night, Tyler? No, we're going we're gonna to break this down. Um we're going to talk college football playoff because I'm going to have to have it on in front of me. Um, and look, we're going to try and have a happy new year. <laughs> hey, it is new year. We're moving out of 2023 into 2024. Jonas is already there. Jonas, what have you got coming up? Are you doing anything on your podcast over on your side of the pond? Uh the t the two usual things probably uh the review is probably going to be on air tomorrow or uh yeah it's probably tomorrow and uh the preview which probably will be kind of an off season preview since uh the vikings are almost eliminated uh yeah it will be towards the end of the week and we'll probably talk about uh the scenarios with their draft picks that we already mentioned uh over the last few minutes but yeah we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into that okay sounds good for the german fans those who didn't know jonas does a couple german shows a week and i guarantee you vikings first and skulls got a full lineup in the works, we've got both Monday and Wednesday with Tyler Fornis on the Real Forno Show. We will be recording probably on Wednesday uh, the NFC North Who Will Be King Show. That's going to be a good one with the uh, Bears winning and uh, them probably uh, letting me cry on their shoulders. Thankfully, at this point in time, we do not have a Green Bay Packers representative, so I don't have to worry about that. But Maybe Chicago will take care of them next week. We'll find out. So with that, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. If you're going to continue your celebrations of New Year's Eve, make sure that you do it wisely. This is amateur night. And so don't be that amateur. Make sure that you have a ride figured out if you're going to overindulge and be safe Enjoy and happy new year. And gentlemen, what do we say? Skull Vikings and happy new year. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell and share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we appreciate each and every one of you.
Skull. This has been a Vikings First and Skull and Fans First Sports Network production.